Good evening, Verbal Tap family. We have just a fantastic show coming up. Um, one of our favorite things to do. We're going to place him over under Kevin, and it's a, a fight with Yoel Romero. So, you know, we are going to have some fun, but we have a somber note to start. A somber and a incredibly grateful and celebratory as well. Dear friend of ours, dear friend of the community, pioneer of what we're doing and have been doing on this microphone, colleague, co-worker, Paul Moran passed away. It was his birthday. He was incredibly special to us, and we love him, we love his community, and we love what he stood for, which was inner peace and exploration. I am going to pass it over to you, Raph. As I say, just a tremendous and deeply heartfelt thanks to everything he did for us, for the community, and specifically the moments we got to spend doing what we love with him, which is this. He started the insults about our audience that has carried on for so long, (laughs) and I will miss making fun of his huge aviator headset when we did the live shows. That guy was one of the good ones. I know that we have put it out there. We will be doing a show. It only feels right. Um, However, that's going to take some time. Uh, We want to be respectful to the grieving process of uh, his fiance, his family, all of his friends out in Las Vegas. We have been in talks with folks. I think the plan is to probably do something on an episode of Grappling Hour. But, um, you know, I'm also hearing rumblings. They may be doing something as well. I would like to say... We wouldn't have done the show unless we had talked about um, a proper way to acknowledge Paul. But if you know Paul, you know that he often sent us notes. Uh, He would always be listening, but he would send us notes if he thought that we did an exceptional uh, show. And he was the first to always get in contact with us. And he was a very big ally and supporter of our show from day one. And... One of the things that is fun about Paul is that he was very selfless. And for him, he shared a view of, you know, the show must go on. So we will do a proper acknowledgement. And we thought the best way to honor him was to do what we do every week and enjoy our show. But we would never start the show without at least acknowledging the wonderful presence that he had in our community. And just it's very nice to see when people – transcend our grappling community and make a bigger impact outside of that. And I think that Paul did that. So on behalf of both of us here, we have so much love and appreciation for the time that we got for Paul. He would be the first to say, make it a celebration of him. So we also want to send notes to everybody. Kev, I've never gotten so many nice notes from people just saying how much they appreciate each other. Uh, They appreciate me. I'm appreciating them. And I feel like that is one of the best things uh, from somebody who carried the essence of Paul, who is a continuous, continuous promoter of his friends and those dearest to him. So just know it's coming. It might take as long as an episode would be to create of open mat radio. So, you know, we we might be a while. You could open a book and finish the book sometimes before finishing listening to one of those episodes but those were the jokes he loved hearing us tell about him anyway we want to get you to the episode 
Paul, we love and miss you. most confusing guest name in a little while i appreciate the reveal right before we go on air rap i'm gonna let you obviously do the introduction because his mustache offends me i'm gonna make sure he's not on any websites and check some des moines iowa things you uh go ahead (laughs) well i i don't know if people are gonna stay listening to the show if they're given that introduction um so let me see if i can rescue this one uh our guest today he's an individual who hosts uh, their own version of a grappling show, uh, very similar to the ones that you see on cable sports. So he's one of our brethren now. But before that, you've known him as a promoter, uh, an occasional competitor. Uh, I mean, the dude's kind of everywhere. And I would say, I don't want to give this one lightly, but definitely like not the king of Iowa, but like definitely like a, a console yeti of Iowa grappling. So... Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome for the debut of one Jordan Peitzman. Jordan, how are you doing, sir? I'm doing very well. How about yourself? Very well, dude. So you've been on Grappling Hour. It's a very different beast. Here we have you playing a version of a game that we call Over Under Kevin. But before we do that, uh, we like to get to know our guests. I have bullet points here that say you have so many things going on. I just plugged your show. It is called the Cauliflower Hour, correct? The, yeah, just one word, just the cauliflower. So uh, it's, it's just like, you know, cauliflower, like the obviously the, the vegetable. And then just that last part is hour, just to, the, the play on words with it being a, a podcast or a show. Yes. And I applaud the punnery. The hard part for Raph, me let's is... just call a spade a spade. The oh, man's no. from Iowa. This was a no. simple, oh, wait, how do you spell cauliflower? Uh, we missed it. Uh, I, <laughs> I was raised in Kansas. I'm a part of the Midwest education. It's so, windy. Well, we get no, distracted. Have, be nice to him. Listen, so, <laughs> I uh, like the, it. I like it. No, Jordan, there's a certain decorum that happens here. So you may wonder why I pulled you on the show. And I have my reasons. I thought and it was I'll reveal this, but apparently not because there's no video. <laughs> I know. I'm very sorry. We'll have to post a picture because it is stunning. It is just fantastic. <laughs> I I will tell you guys this. So there's a special type of human being that I bring on for over under Kevin, and you know we like to bring on notables. We like to bring on people that you recognize, either the grappling or the MMA community. Um, but I think the highest premium is usually paid to people who I know will talk shit to Kevin. And that's really the most important aspect of the game. So we get to know you and Kevin takes notes about you. And that's why he was asking for your information. And it was kind of like someone from the dark web off air asked you, (laughs) Hey, what's your social security number? And you go, Oh, here it is. And Kev now is going through the dark web for comedy. And all right, all right on you kev have you found anything of note uh, before we ask him a question oh i'm not gonna go into what i found because picture wise but i will give you this teaser i'm currently watching him versus quinn per year and um he's very good at grappling raf so i'm gonna try and limit my shit talk to the scope <laughs> of the game because i'm That's not fair. trying to get heel hooked we're not that far away from each other 
That is true. All right. So, Jordan, at what point, I guess I should say, did you decide to do your own grappling talk show? Um, so it's it's something that I had been on and off thinking about over the last couple of years and just waiting too long to pull the trigger, honestly, trying to make everything perfect. You know, I need the perfect camera. I need the perfect podcast equipment. I need the perfect this and that. And one day I was just like, you know what? I need to quit making bullshit excuses and just, you know, take what I've got and do the best that I can with what I have and then just progress from there throughout time. You know, obviously not that many people are going to watch the first episode, so it doesn't matter that much if you have perfect production during that first episode. If you just continue to progress every single episode and get better and better, uh, eventually it's going to be something that people want to tune into. Damn. All right. Yeah, That's well said. No, I'm in. I like the... there. We've been through this, obviously, and you can uh, scroll back to our archive and hear a very varied sound quality over the years so it's kind of uh, <laughs> something we can definitely relate to how many episodes are we are you still just working on the first one i catch me up on where you are uh we're a few episodes in now i think um probably done like five or six by now uh we did like the first three shows were like some breakdown shows um and then on the fourth show we talked about Substars, that event that they had two weeks ago and then we did like a fifth episode just real quick after the the breakdown of the substars we interviewed uh ethan crowenston following substars and just kind of talked to him a little bit about that event and then the the things that he has coming up as well so kevin i guess the question i have to say here is when you hear jordan have these ambitions and then you know that i host a show that's similar do you have a favorite here because i i can't say my show is better than his well, I'm still trying to spell cauliflower correctly, mm. I think, to find the medium. So you're already, the grappling hour is a helpful step above. And this is where I'm a little torn, because I already, mm. I just don't like you that much, Raph, personally. Right. So <laughs> no, I get it. There's a big, I'm already like, well, maybe just because he's doing it, it probably is better. And he's got that deep Iowa voice. So we'll see. Let me, I'm trying to spin yeah. one up now. Okay. I'm just, I'm, you know. Jerry's out. Not hurt, right? How's that? <laughs> I just, I'll say this. The thing that makes me excited is we have been pushing so hard for there to be more shows. And we always say, yes, there should be more shows about grapplers. But there is a part of me that goes, ah, shit, another one? Damn it. Go away. I've got this corner. Um, however... Jordan is doing a, a just fine job. Jordan, so here's the thing, though. I don't think you get what my whole thing is. I don't do the whole competition and promoting thing. Like, aren't you busy enough? Um, no. No, to be honest. Um, everything I do is pretty much jujitsu-centered, whether it's training or teaching or doing seminars or putting out content or promoting. Everything I do is jujitsu from the moment I wake up to the second I go to bed. Um, and I've... I've tried to set myself up to have a life like that so uh it's pretty easy to just wake up and continually put out jujitsu stuff you know uh, oh, in all the different mediums quinn per year just got quinn per arm barred by jordan peitzman here <laughs> that was fantastic yeah i let him take my back and then i kimura okay and... did you let him take i was i there's yeah. moments when i don't have that kind of quality of jujitsu so it's like <laughs> did he just let him take his back you looked yeah, a little yeah. bored because as he was attacking you just have that face like we're fine yeah. Um, so like, I mean, a lot of times I go into competition and it's, you know, sometimes it's people that are 
or lower skill level than me or whatever it might be. It's, you know, the people that are better than me aren't scared of me by any means or anything, but it's when people just don't even want to engage. I, I don't even want to sit there and try to fight with them. I'm like, you know what, just take a good position and I'll work my way out of it and try to find something uh, as far as a submission along the way. I should be lying. Yeah, that's what I do as well. <laughs> that's why I keep letting people take my back. <laughs> to be fair, no, I just, no, go ahead. Sorry. No, yeah, I just, I just like to make it exciting. And honestly, I would rather go in there and put myself in the in the face of danger and potentially lose than to go in there and put on a boring match and have people say that Jordan Peitzman sucks. So, oh, uh, he'll hook Daniel Drake in about eight <laughs> seconds. That was a good uh, one. Straight That's... ankle lock. Straight ankle lock. Oh, I'm sorry, I couldn't quite see it. Okay, no, well, like I know the difference. It's, it was, no, it's pretty quick and it's not a very good angle. So, fantastic. Raph, this is why I got to be careful. I don't want to bring yeah. up some of the hey. salacious photos I've already found on his Facebook account. Yes. Which ones you got? So, there's plenty of time, <laughs> Jordan. Let's get back into the basics. So you, you're you traveling, you're competing, you're doing some shows and content, but it sounded like you were talking about a May 23rd grappling event that you're throwing. Yes, indeed. Uh, here in Des Moines, we're going to be putting on a series of events on May 23rd for amateur and professional grapplers uh, uh, to give them a platform to showcase their skills. In Iowa? Yes, Which yes. Part? Here like, in Des Moines, uh, how Iowa. do you do it? Where gyms or wrestling? Give me the because I've seen casinos. I've now seen a lot of places. So it's uh, it's actually a very old school that a church bought. And then the church sold it. It became vacant. And now it's uh, this millionaire bought it. And he's just revamping the entire building, uh, turning like the giant 5,000 person sanctuary into a concert venue. Uh, they're going to have like a boutique hotel, a restaurant, all these different things in there. So it's, it's kind of turned into this little millionaire's playground where uh, he can kind of, uh, you know, play out all of his different dreams. That place 100 percent haunted. I'm going to go ahead and pull the bandaid <laughs> off on that one. <laughs> Dude, it's it's a such a cool building though. Like there probably are some haunted parts of it, but it's it's really cool to get in there and just see all the history of it. It's like a school from the '60s or the '70s, and it's still in really really good shape. So, well, let's correct some information here because you usually put on showcase events. So we've seen some of the brightest young up and comers who are now on all the major circuits uh, go to Iowa. Which I think is kind of cruel that you make them do that, but I guess you're just putting yeah. it in your town. Yeah, I mean, I'm just doing what I can. <laughs> is there going to be an opportunity for locals to compete? Uh, is it just an invitational, or how is that working? So the the tournament during the day will be all for like the amateur grapplers around here, kids, teens, adults, masters, uh, you know, regular gi and no gi round robin tournament. They can compete in that. Um, but then as far as the pro show, we'll be bringing in eight ladies from across the country uh, to participate in our women's 145 pound championship. And then we're also going to have a four team 5v5 Iowa dual team championships. It's going to be a similar rule set to Quintet. So uh, for that, I would really like to pull mostly uh, local teams. But, you know, if, if only three strong teams come out of Iowa and I have to pull one from, say, you know, Omaha or Chicago or St. Louis, whatever it may be here in the Midwest, uh, I'm willing to give that spot to them, too, and give that opportunity. And then we'll also have feature matches, which will be uh, locals as well, uh, taking part in, in uh, matches that people will be excited about. Real quick, Jordan, you didn't have by chance fight on a thing called the um, Blue Corner Ultimate Absolute in Kansas City, did you? I did, actually. Ah, there it is. Sorry, Raph. We're back. I was like, this guy looks so familiar to me. Cool. Yep. I called those yeah. fights. Oh, very Fantastic. cool. Fantastic. Nice, We've met. Yeah, I've, We've uh, for I've done sure. Their, met. I've, yeah, for sure. 
uh, yeah, I've done their event twice uh, the last two years. So uh, on their pro show, and then also I did their their day tournament during the day as well. Yep, Raph, we're fine. I'm, I'm finally catching up. To, uh, <laughs> I was like, God, this guy looks and sounds familiar. What is going on? Small the, world. The hidden appeal of doing an over under Kevin segment is bringing it's almost like a this is your life for kevin phillips so when he hears the voice it's him going is that my second grade teacher and it's like yeah it is and she wants to fucking murk you on the ufc picks this weekend dick I just, I'm, I'm going through his history and i'm like wait this is me in the background yeah <laughs> Well, it's a small world, but that also explains sort of because I was going to ask if you get some of the Kansas City fighters, some of the Denver, because those two places, not all that difficult to travel to Iowa, including Omaha, is starting to create some beasts. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of good grapplers coming out of that city there. Uh, Omaha. I mean, obviously, Chicago's nearby. Minneapolis. Uh, the Quad Cities has some really, really good schools and grapplers coming up as well. So, um, you know, you might not hear a lot about it, but uh, hopefully Subspectrum can uh, uh, kind of change that for for grapplers here in the midwest now, when you're talking about subspectrum it, it sounds like you're doing multi-layered things is part of the appeal of trying to create like a wrestling sense of enthusiasm because when you go to those wrestling meets it's nuts yeah yeah i uh i would love to take a lot from wrestling and i would love to promote wrestling and jiu-jitsu under the same roof or under the same roof uh, I don't necessarily want to do those matchups that we're seeing in some of the other promotions where we're seeing peer grapplers against peer wrestlers. Wait, what um, are you talking about? They make for the <laughs> best matches. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> and no, both audiences um, really take it in stride. I know wrestlers aren't bitchy <laughs> about their art, and us jiu-jitsu people, just so sweet and embracing of the wrestling yes, arts. Yes, of course, of course, right? Well, yeah, so you know, rule real, real set-wise, I would like to keep them separate for that reason. Um, but I, I do think that there's like, you know, cross promoting to be done where both both groups can get excited about the other sport without actually having to face each other and try to challenge each other in each other's rule sets and things that we saw 25 years ago at USC one. So I think you, you have a good sense of trying to be respectful to wrestlers and jiu-jitsu folks alike. And you were one of the few who was kind of I don't know that you were necessarily defending Gordon and Pat as much as you were just trying to give some clarity to it. So what was your take on their big epic encounter yesterday? Um, so as, as far as like the final result of the matches, of course, neither one was really all that, all that surprising. Gordon submitting Pat, um, even though it was kind of an odd situation where he just, he just tapped to something that he, he seemed like he just kind of wanted out of the match. Um, and, and obviously it was no surprise that Pat was able to tech fall Gordon. I mean, he was able to tech fall Nikki Ryan, who, uh, you know, I can't I can't say for sure, but I'd, I'd like to think that he's probably a slightly better wrestler than Gordon. So uh, the but while the you know, like I said, while the final result of the matches wasn't that uh, surprising or exciting, uh, I did find it pretty impressive that Gordon was able to uh, to get some body lock takedowns on Pat Downey in that match. And uh, there really wasn't much that he was able to show in the freestyle match. It was really, really quick. Uh, Pat was able to sp score those points pretty quickly. But um, but yeah, I mean, I guess that's my take on it. Okay, but why are we doing these? That I'm not sure, okay. <laughs> to be honest. Um, I think, you know, I, th I think Gordon can pretty much get whatever he wants, you know, in, in our community right now. If he asks for something, there's going to be a promoter out there that's willing to give it to him. So if he wants to test himself against Sambo World Champions or whatever the hell he wants to do as far as grappling, I'm sure there's somebody out there that's going to be willing to put it on.
It's just I've gotten to the point now where when he talks trash, it's just boring. Like the fact that he's going on and saying, like, I better not hear from you babies um, coming after the king for out wrestling him in a match from ADCC because I am actually the best grappler of all time because I proved it in wrestling debunked. And then you get Pat on the other side being like, wait, dude, I beat him in like 20 seconds. So like, yeah, debunked. And you know what it sounded like to me? And we are in a political season. It sounds to me like the old George Carlin joke when they talk about billionaires and they're like, it's all a big club and you're not part of it. And to me, I'm like, that's what it sounds like is every time they put together these events and they're talking that shit, I'm like, oh, my God, they're just laughing their way to the bank. Like, they don't give a shit what anybody is saying online. But Gordon just goes online to fan the fire to get people more excited. And at the same point, I go, these matches go and tell us exactly what we do going in. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Anyway, well, Jordan, here's a fun part of the show where I like to let you cross-examine Kevin because he has apparently an abundance of material on you now, including a certain pictures from his prom. That was an accident. I didn't mean to go that far back, but he's young. He's very young. (laughs) So 27, 27. Yeah. That's why I don't need motivation. I'm older than you and I'm not as good at jujitsu. I already dislike you just instinctually. (laughs) Nothing you've done. These are my own life choices being projected. That's, uh, (laughs) That's just a lesson. This is no, I'll give him a chance. Absolutely. Raph. Cause uh, I do have one question for him while he thinks of a few for me. Like Gordon, when do you think you're going to falsely retire just to uh, make yourself feel better at Christmas? I can't imagine any time me doing that. Okay, see, I was just about to bet money. I was about to side bet Raph and be like, how much you want to bet? I'll, I'll obviously be long gone from a heart attack or some sort of traffic-related <laughs> shooting. You, uh, I think you're going to be like 68. It's like, I could still whip John Hansen's ass. Let's get this thing on. I'm ready to oh, do some fight. John Hansen, are you kidding me? What are you talking about? That dude's scary. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. Well, there's a there's a healthy amount of fear then here, Raph. All right. I mean, oh, to yeah. be fair, Jordan is usually pretty honest about these things. But I think the funniest thing that I see is there was a post that said, "Yeah, I guess they want me to take out on this kid for a third time." And I was like, "Oh, cool. He's got a super fight." And then there's an immediate like emoji, you know, xed out sign that says, "Yeah, that fight's not happening now." And I go. I don't know what happened here. Yeah, it's, I mean, that's just like terrible planning and promoting on the part of people here in town and just people not doing what they say they're going to do. So that was kind of a match that was like in the works for weeks. And like, I wasn't really that interested in it. Somebody I've beaten twice in that same show. Um, So I was kind of, you know, requesting more money and he wasn't necessarily willing to give it. So the match wasn't really going to happen. And then all of a sudden the day before, He's like, okay, I'll, I'll pay you what you're asking for, and uh, we'll, we'll do the match, right? So, you know, we get everything set up. I'm like, okay, I'll see you, you know, tonight at uh, tonight at weigh-ins and everything. And then, like, 45 minutes before weigh-ins, I text him. I'm like, so is Bauer going to be at weigh-ins? Do I even need to show up? Like, because he he lives about an hour away. So, like, if he didn't make the weigh-ins, it wasn't going to be that big of a deal. I'd just see him the next night, anyways, in the in the cage. But uh, I guess he sent him a message saying that. He uh, needed more time to prepare for me in a, a purely jujitsu match. Uh, we had faced off in a combat rule set, and he did he did fairly well. He smacked me around a little bit, but I was able to to 
pull out the victory. Um, so he, he wanted another chance in a combat rule set, and uh, that just can't be done in Iowa right now, or at least not by this promoter. Um, so uh, he said that he was not interested in the match any longer uh, six hours after accepting it. So kind of interesting, but it is what it is. What a whirlwind uh, 24-48 hours there, sir. Yeah, indeed. I thought I was going to be able to make a couple hundred bucks to do a quick grappling match, but uh, I guess not. You know, the, the weirdest part about this, Kev, to me, is like, you see how these negotiations are going on here, and he's like, yeah, a couple hundred bucks. Like, in any other industry, if you were to tell two different teams or two different entities, like, hey, here's what's going on, it wouldn't be over a few hundred bucks. You know what I'm saying? The NBA just straight up buys people out of their contract. They're like, we just don't want you here. Here's extra money. <laughs> right, yeah. go away. But uh, yeah, that's game. that's that's the small time promoting here in Des Moines, Iowa, and kind of the the shady promoting that we deal with. So, well, I will tell I'm, you I'm this. only going to deal with them if I if I really feel like I'm uh, either being fairly compensated or if I feel like it's something that I'm actually excited about. Well, I applaud you, sir, because that it, it always that kind of uh, negotiation always helps the next set of grapplers because there's a lot of grapplers who will cross that picket line and be like, "I'll take that match." Yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, that's actually something that I had kind of planned on doing. So uh, this promoter doesn't necessarily have the best reputation here in Des Moines, but uh, he he has been good to me. I can't say anything bad as far as that. He's taken care of me in all the events that I've been a part of. But uh, I, I was going to kind of use the platform. I, he, every time I win, he uh, hands me a microphone. And I was going to use the platform to kind of talk to the younger fighters on the card because it was his first MMA card. Uh, he typically promotes kickboxing, which is not sanctioned in Iowa. So Tight. he was doing his, his first uh, sanctioned show with MMA uh, here in Iowa. And I just wanted to send a message to the young fighters that, like, hey, you, you can't be exploited by these kinds of people. Um, you need to you know, stand, your, stand up for yourself. Uh, run the numbers, figure out what you're worth, figure out what you're selling in tickets and what you bring to the show and uh, negotiate to make sure that you're properly compensated for that for that appearance. And if not, then you, you tell them no and you move on to the next show. And uh, eventually those promoters that aren't going to be willing to actually take care of the fighters, if all of the fighters stand up for themselves and, and do that, uh, those promoters are going to go by the wayside and it's only going to be the positive and uh, you know, the good promoters that are going to stick around. Well, that was the best case for a Grappler's Fighters Union, so good job. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but Three we events we just blackballed Jordan, by the way. I just heard I the verbal attack of Eagle. Fight to win is no longer interested at a few other shady events. <laughs> hey, That's all right. I don't think they were that interested anyways. They don't give a fuck about people from Des Moines. <laughs> that's, that's fair. <laughs> that's all right. I mean, you know what the nice part is? Uh, you know, what are you really missing out on? Anybody can get on one of those cards. So what I'm going to say to you is right now, though, Jordan, is you need to cross-examine Kevin. You have an open floor right now. You're a host, so I will be judging how good these questions are. Okay. Have okay. I have the floor. I'm asking Kevin. Uh, what yes. am I asking him about? You're just trying to get material that you're going to be able to roast him on because he has all this intel on you. And when we get to the portion where you guys are picking against each other, yeah, whoever gets the most picks right wins. But, I mean, honestly, we really, really appreciate those who talk better trash. That's the of real course. Of course, of course. So how had you and Raph met? Competitive forensics, a.k.a. speech and debate, Jordan, in college. Speech and debate, we were of course. Very cool. 
Yes. Was that, was that an attempt to intimidate me by mentioning the speech and debate? If you're intimidated by speech and debate, <laughs> I'm, 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 a, I'm excited because I am intimidated by your heel hooks. So uh, I'll take what I, I can get. I can't, I can't do shit over Skype with heel hooks. Though. You're damn right. That's why this show's remote. <laughs> Kev, you know what the weird part is? He doesn't know that you and myself and a number of other people, when we did compete in speech, that's the only reason we ever really saw Iowa or places like that. Because we went to literally every tournament. And I was based in Illinois and Kentucky when I was competing. So those were places that I would be traveling on a regular basis. It's how I understand you guys as competitors, like, drudging through travel, competing for hours on end, schedules running all over the place, and yet still being expected to perform like professionals. So, uh, yeah, that's I went to Iowa to compete a number of times. Very, very nice. Uh, where at in Iowa? Uh, the places. I don't know anymore. I think it was like Des Moines. Yeah. You know, and other places because I just remembered getting in a van and I, being from California, I memorized where all the states were, but I was like, I'm never leaving California. And then they brought a scholarship to me and I was like, I guess I'm leaving California. So I'd get in a van and be like, are we in Nebraska yet or what? Mason City. I had to go to North Iowa Area Community oh, College for a tournament. Oh, just wow. Very that's, cool. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. middle of nowhere. There's not much up there. Oh, we At know. least Des Moines. At least Des Moines. <laughs> like, you know, it's a nice little city. If you stay near the city, it's pretty nice. But Rap yeah, lives in there. LA. Yeah. I live in Denver. We're both like, sure. <laughs> yeah, Des Moines. <laughs> oh, it's lovely. Yeah, yeah. No, hey, I like it. I like it. It's a nice little city. I don't okay. like a lot of people, so I don't like traffic. I like being able to get any – literally, like, you type in anywhere in Des Moines, and it's 20 minutes away, no matter where you're going. All right, Jordan, good opening question. What else do you want to know about <laughs> Kevin? Kevin, so what is your last name? Phillips. Phillips. And I'll tell you why I'm harder to sleuth. Uh, there yes. is an economist conservative who's written a lot of books named Kevin Phillips, really <laughs> monopolizes the Google search engine. Of course, of course. What What's he doing uh, policy-wise? Uh, just, you know, <laughs> trying to keep uh, rich people rich and everybody else docile and on sugar. Perfect, perfect. That's actually a really good Twitter bio, though, if you're thinking about it. <laughs> There's only 50% of the crowd's like, I'd vote for that for president right now. That doesn't sound terrible. Well, the other 50% is like, well, at least he lets me know where he stands. Fuck that guy. At least I can have sugar. <laughs> <laughs> So let's see here. No cost BJJ. Uh, no cost BJ actually. Okay, so I was like, yeah, it's free. <laughs> you all. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> no coasting is not how I would describe some of your performances. Ayo. <laughs> Just... Hey. <laughs> Excellent. Well, you know, Jordan, I've got time for one more question before we transition to the game. So do you have a last question you'd like to ask Kevin? This is your last opportunity to get something that you will be able to roast before I unleash Kevin. Because, again, he's done speech. He has been nationally recognized in his own genre. Like, I don't have abs have like yours. I have to overcompensate with the sense of humor. Mm -hmm. Of course, of course. I'm My question. I don't know, man. I'm, it's an I'm, I'm not sure. I'm, it's, I'm, I'm a little taken off guard. I won't lie. Okay. I, I just trying to, trying to, trying to develop information to talk shit about, but I might just have to do it on the fly. 
I'll just keep dropping some stuff. It accidentally slips out. <laughs> Good job, Kev. Well, Kev, I think it's time to transition to the game of Over Under Kevin. And now it's time for the thrilling installment of Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to a part of the show that we call Over Under Kevin. It is a fan favorite. It has been... Uh, one of our signature pieces here on the show. The way it works, very simple. We go through the entire UFC 248 card randomly. We give each participant here 15 seconds to say who they think is going to win. And if I so deem it, I will give 15 seconds for rebuttal time for each of the individuals. Although, technically, whoever gets the most picks right does win. Whoever talks the most shit is actually more appreciated. Gentlemen, do you understand the rules? Kev, do you understand the rules? Yes, and I've named my team the Shock Knives, and I've named his the White Tuxedos. Okay, that seems important. Jordan, do you understand the rules, sir? I absolutely do understand the rules, Raph. Okay. Can I count on you... To get rid of your Midwest politeness and really bring it to Kevin as a trash talker? I'm going to try. I'm going to do my best. Because I see you online give it to people. And I thought, you know, Jordan's a good pick for this game. He has a subtle great meme on his Facebook uh, taking a shot at Twilight, which I really enjoyed. It's a uh, picture (laughs) of Hulk Hogan and Andre the Giant. It's like still more romance than Twilight. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> when was that that has to be like long long time ago you're no, he, deep he's had some time now it's, <laughs> it's been deep. a full 30 minutes deep <laughs> i love it all right here we go um gentlemen before we do start i'm going to give you the opportunity to say one thing to each other jordan what is your first form of trash talk to kevin before we start my first form of trash talk uh is a, you put me on the spot here, man. I, I feel like I need like him to say something to me, and then I respond oh, to okay. it. Or he's let roping, me, doping, and he's I letting mean, me take his back, just like he yeah, did to yeah. poor Per Year over here. Yeah, I'm going to find that Kimura, and I'm going to break your arm now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that, that took a turn. Did not expect that to go that way. I like that Kevin poked just hard enough for him to be like, yeah, I will break your arm, dick. <laughs> I'm coming for you. Jesus. I am, I would say, like uh, five years more attractive but less in shape than like PJ Barch. So I feel pretty confident. And you've been face to face with him and just fine. Yeah, yeah. We competed against each other in Texas. Excellent. Well, let's go ahead and start the game. We're going to start with the middleweight category for UFC 248. It is a bout between Hadolf, Vieira, and this is not a real name. So, it can't be. It can't be. Nope. I'm looking at it. Saparbeck <laughs> Saroth. It looks like when you accidentally press all the parts of the keypad at once and then it just splurts out a name. But Kev, you have 15 seconds on the clock to tell us who's going to win in that match. This would be the ultimate troll job of me to be like, look, Savarov's slightly balding and sounds like someone that hacked our 2016 election. But I cannot do that. It's Vieira. We all are going Hadolfo here unless somebody's going to take away our jujitsu card, which can happen. It can if you don't use it long enough. All right, uh, Jordan, I've got 15 on for you. What do you got? 
I think it's just going to be too much grappling on the side of Adolfo Vieira. I mean, uh, we do have a Dagestani, so we could see some decent wrestling, but I think Vieira's submissions are going to be too much on the ground. Hmm, Kev, does he know a little bit too much about foreigners That's, right now? That was way too scientific. You could tell he's like, well, Iowa has a huge whatever this guy is population. We're quite versed. This guy's already balding, which I like from a maybe there's a he's angry about his appearance sort of thing. But I just have to go with the fighter with more abs. That's always my rule. Fair, fair. That's an important. So we're talking about me, me, the fighter with more abs. (laughs) Shut up. Well, yeah, I guess uh, that logic doesn't quite go as well for the picks wins. But that is uh, fuck off, Jordan. To be fair, I will say this: Kevin has used uh, abs as a determinant, and I would like some nerd who listens to our show. You never know what they come up with. But I would love to see the actual math on the Kevin being right on abs pick to not being right on it. And I actually think it would be pretty favorable in Kevin's honor. Uh, Jordan, you mentioned wrestling. You know that that's not fair here to two individuals like myself and Kevin who just don't understand that world. Hello? Yes, Jordan, did you just oh, drop okay. out for a second? It, it sounded like it, yeah, it just like cut off completely. That's how no sick problem. my burns have been. He'll be back Very recovered nice. in a second, folks. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, let's go ahead and move to the next one. Uh, it is a bantamweight bout, I mean, for now, uh, between <laughs> Donna Batgirl and Gaudio Canetti. Kev, uh, actually, Jordan, you start off on this one. 15 seconds, go. Um, I'm going to be honest. I don't know who either of these ladies are. I'm doing some absolutely really quick research. I'm going to pick the 40-year-old Guido. I probably spelled that, or I probably said that wrong, but I don't even care. That's a Forty-year-old. Wait, Jeez. I thought you said Kennedy and Batgirl, right? These are they're guys. I know raps pronunciations might throw it off. Uh, those are both dudes, I believe. Wait, are they actually? Yeah, yes, it's uh, oh, okay. Batgirl versus Kennedy. Oh, wow. <laughs> I, 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 hold on, I really hold on. Look at that name. And tell me you don't get Batgirl off of that. No, you're. I get it. You you definitely. I'm not going to argue too much. I'm going to be honest. I think the Batgirl is what made me think that it was a female. And his I, name I is. I think his name's Danae. I think it's Danae Batgirl. Yo, it's 100% Dana. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. You don't live in Los Angeles enough for you to know how to pronounce those names. All right, so Kev, which way are you going on this one? You well, were going. If he's going with Sopranos, Kennedy, I have got to go with Batgirl. Batgirl, because I also, <laughs> you know, my I have a very secret obsession with hearing Bruce Buffer say the weirdest possible names he can. One of these these <laughs> days, he's just going to straight up lose his voice and start laughing. But this one, Batgirl is going to be good. He's going to be like, because there's already a lot of A's in it. It also reads like how I think Arnold Schwarzenegger writes names. It'd be like, oh, can you call that person here? Dana. <laughs> What's their name? Dana. 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 So, Yoel Romero. Well, we do. Uh, we're getting there. So don't worry. We have oh, yeah, he is on the card. I forget. We have word there may be an appearance from somebody on this card later on the show. So we'll see. Oh, really? Really? Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is a lightweight bout between Benny Darushi and Drake. Close. Kev, you go. I know. There was a Harry Potter moment from the Jakar Close. <laughs> it's, it's straight up a Malfoy. They just changed their name for reasons unbeknownst. 
<laughs> I have been on a tear taking Dariush. I'm going to flip it. I'm going with the Orthodox, and I'm going with the close Dark R. He spells it with a K, but, you know. All right. This one's 15 seconds for Jordan. Jordan, go. Um, I mean, I'm just going to go opposite of him. Uh, I think that uh, Drakkar's cologne is going to be a problem, but I think Benil Dariush is going to win this one. Interesting. Interesting. Kev, do you have a response to that? I, too much cologne can really be a game changer for me in a fight situation. I was walking down the street today and I could smell what just felt like way too much Old Spice in that Tom Haverford cologne cloud. Like what the hell is that? And I almost tapped to that, so I get. I'm <laughs> Let me ask this, uh, Jordan: Have you ever rolled with somebody with too much cologne on? Absolutely. Um, there was actually a time. It was when I was in California. I was spending some time out there, and uh, it actually it smelled like he had sprayed every single spot on his entire <laughs> gi with uh, cologne. And it, but it also had that stank smell to it. So mm-hmm. I figured out that that was why he had done that. Uh, he must have forgotten to wash his gi, uh, and he went ahead and decided that he was going to just spray it down with some cologne, and that would make it all right. Let's the do a quick old... PSA out there for the mm-hmm. kids. You know what really isn't better. Um, because nothing covers that. Nothing covers stank in your clothes. No. So maybe pulling an Axe body spray bomb and just letting it go off in your shorts is not a better solution. Yeah, I, I don't think so either, no. Though you did propose a great weapon for, I think, Batman to use. Batman would be great if he was just like Axe body spray bombs that he just throws and the people remember? are just coughing. Maybe we should reach out to Batgirl and tell her. <laughs> 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 you know, okay. Just a little clue in, because Jordan, it, it it seems like you're you might not a hundred percent be in with me doing this. I will, I have a fun game of trying to mess up the names as I go. Yeah. Uh, some on purpose, some not. And I will say, for my own enjoyment, when I looked at that one and I said, "Damn, I hit that one perfect." But then I look at it, a name like Drecker Close. And I think, oh, I should have gone Drecker Close, but no cigar. So it's a very complicated mm. way that I play this game. That's what I compete at. Um, but Kev, we're going to keep with Jordan on this one in a bantamweight bout to see who wins. Sean O'Malley versus Jose Alberto Quinones Garcia Rodriguez Espinosa. Go. Silva. <laughs> Sean O'Malley, no, no question on that one. I'm taking Sean O'Malley. I'm really excited for his uh, his return to the UFC after I think it's been almost two years off uh, after he took that uh, that USADA sanction. So uh, he was a really really exciting fighter on the Dana White Contender Series, and I'd like to see him get back in there. Okay, all right, he's going Disco Stew. Kev, what are you going on this one? St. Patrick's Day is the third week of March. This is the O'Malley time of year, and he knows if he can just win this one. It's going to be one bitchin'. I'm bringing bitchin' back, in case anyone's curious what's going on with me in 2020. It's going to be one bitchin' St. Patrick's Day. I also am going to be joining in the well-mustached man, Jordan's Choice. Wait, so is bitchin' not cool? I think that just made it to Iowa. Oh, damn it. You guys are not going <laughs> to like what happens to Kurt Cobain. <laughs> it's oh, a sad fuck. ending. Shit. Oh, <laughs> Uh, just enjoy the week of grunge that you guys get. It's a good time. Vanilla Ice got... did steal that beat from Bowie. Yeah. <laughs> but we got some bad news if you really like Soundgarden, though. So, uh, yikes. Hey. Keep, keep me updated. 
Well, you know, we will. Uh, but Kev's <laughs> going to be the one to break it to you, not me. we got a welterweight bout here, Kev. And I need you to tell me who's going to win. Neil, we kind of know him, Magni. And Lee Jing Liang. Name drop time. Everybody put your seatbelt on. I'm just hanging out at Jubera's, you know, regular Wednesday, Raph, putting in the work, putting in the time, mm-hmm. trying to mm-hmm. trying to sharpen the sword. And a young, sprightly 6'3", Neil Magny walks in. He's yeah, just yeah. there to grapple. He's just there to have a grapple. I'm going Kev. with the man, the myth, the Magny, Neilium. You literally spent that whole time just elaborating that you kind of know him. That's because the podcast is only going to be like an hour, so I didn't want to spend 20 minutes doing it because I don't yeah. fucking care about your bell. <laughs> you better respect this His bell. muscles glisten, Raph, when you're right next to him. You can't even imagine the height difference, the sheer force of will that comes from when Neil Magny walks into your gym. It's outstanding. When it's the a- fuck did Brian Callen join the podcast? Oh, God. Yeah, you have no idea. Uh, wait, no, hold on. Wait, that does not make me the shop. I want to make sure we are very clear there is no shop on this podcast, neither myself or Kevin. Jesus. Ugh. Ugh. Vomit. Anyway, Jordan, who do you have on this? Uh, I'm going to also take Neil Magny in this one as well. Uh, I, I don't necessarily have anything to elaborate on further than that, other than I just think Neil is the better fighter in this one. Oh, oh did he not swing by your gym? Last Wednesday? You two not? Uh, no, unfortunately. Oh, oh, it's, it's, oh. It's about a... <laughs> okay, shut up, Kevin. Point of order here, Jordan. <laughs> Who is the biggest celebrity that you have rolled with? Biggest, uh, like, ce- celebrity? So, like, jiu-jitsu or just... Yeah, uh, so, jiu-jitsu celebrity. Um, I'd, Andre Gavaz, probably, or JT Torres, probably the biggest names uh, in the jiu-jitsu oh, community oh. that I've rolled with. Um, we didn't say who was I, the closest GQ model you rolled with. We said who's the most... <laughs> no, that's a good one. Right. Yeah, no, but but like MMA fighters, um, I mean, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna plug his name just because I like the guy and he's from Iowa. But uh, Jeremy Stevens is is one of my nice. favorite guys oh. to train from train with from the UFC. Uh, and he's he's always taken good care of me. Uh, let me stay at his house and you know opened up his home to me. So very nice. So hey, so yeah, little name drop there. How about that? That was you good. Know? Yeah, little hardest, little indeed. Hardest, hardest hardest hitter in the 145 division. What's Neil Magny got? <laughs> it's, it's height, I guess. Who the, who the fuck is that guy? <laughs> I like that Jordan's really taken this a step further and not talk shit about Kevin per se, but who Kevin knows and is more like, yeah, I know more celebrity people who are in like more Hall of Fames, bitch. That's right. Yeah, let's do this. We're going to the women's straw rate bout. Ooh. Jordan, you're going to do this one. It's Zheng. Wheelie versus Joanna Zerzik. Go. I got Zerzik just simply for the fact that her name is harder to pronounce. No, I'm just kidding. I, th- I think she's scarier. Um, I-, I honestly haven't seen a whole lot from Zhang Weili. Um, I- I, you know, we watched the the one fight where she she won against Jessica Andrade, but aside from that, I haven't seen a whole lot of film on her. But I've seen a ton on Ioana. I know how scary she is. I'll take Ioana on this one. Kev, what do you got for us? As much as I love a good Ioana quotation, she doesn't need to win to give us one. She'll talk about putting a finger in the president's ass for no reason whatsoever unprompted. That's why I love her, but I am not picking her to win. I am picking the, as I already told you, Raph, person I would name God Zang it. 
I gotta mm. go with Zang. <laughs> I love that name. <laughs> it's a very funny pun. I can give that. Uh, we're gonna keep with the women here, but we're going to the women's str- straw weight category. She already uh, has a nickname. It looks like Magnum. Well, and that's great. Zang Magnum's Magnum. great, but it's not God Zang it. Seems like an odd name for a one fifteen pounder. It's not Z- God Zangola, <laughs> you know. I think middle name logic is something we don't examine enough. I feel like you should have to apply for a nickname, and there should be a governing body that just comes in and goes, <laughs> "No, I would." We do, we veto that. I would do whatever I have to do to get on that committee. Whatever Can't. I have to do, I would pay people. I would perform sexual favors over the shorts. Whatever I had to do. <laughs> Um, I th- okay, well, I think the enthusiasm means you're already on the committee, so that's good. <laughs> that's I think all it's it one of the, the few you times really just somebody, have to say you're willing. Yeah, I think it's one of the few times somebody just goes, you know what, we're good. You don't got to do any of the sex stuff. But we'll put you on much. if you promise not to touch anyone. Oh, you can come on. <laughs> you know, guys, if you at all lived in a different era and are very confused by me too, Kevin is going to be the person that does the opposite. <laughs> that just goes like, listen, no, I respect you so much that I'm going to promise you way more with your consent than you are asking for. <laughs> Under promise, over deliver. It's my motto. <laughs> <laughs> all right, here we go. It's a women's strawweight bout. Emily Whitmire versus Pollyanna Vienna. That's a terrible name. I don't enjoy that name. Kev, you go first. 15. Yeah, I'm going with Whitmire because it takes me back to a a rom-com. I can't think of it, but I love that name. But they're like, Whitmire. And I'm back on, as you know, Raph, the right side of the abs argument. Yeah. Very nice. All right, Jordan, what do you got for us? 15 seconds, go. I'm going to take the uh, Emily Whitmire in this one as well. I uh, very much respected her decision to say, fuck Vinny Magalhaes. Uh, shout out to Renato Laranja. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's important that we take aggressive stands towards Vinny <laughs> on a regular basis. We've no, got I'm a just, good I'm history just... of it. <laughs> we were Do you like, actually? Do you well, actually? after his tweet storm, Rav and I uh, tend to think um, female athletes shouldn't be subjected to any other different sort of tweet analysis than male athletes. And Brazilian men of a certain tradition disagree. <laughs> Vinny Magalhães like, is essentially who I'm talking about. <laughs> Yeah, Vinny, I mean, the funny part is, is like, I I feel we're in the mode of having some good faith to give him some shit right now for him to tell us uh, about his win at the last submission underground and going like, yeah, it's a perfectly good excuse to like evade a little bit. But what was he doing? He's not a good black belt. So, yeah, and it's $25,000, and we split that. And it, I'm just sitting here going like, yo, tag team grappling is a very particular thing that if we're bringing you in to be the exhibition match and zero things happen, I feel it will do very detrimental things to the appeal of it. I, I agree. I can't imagine that they're ever going to book a tag team match, uh, especially at least not for a main event. With ever those main names. Yes, yes. Yeah. And you can't convince me that IBJJF people will do a tag team match because that is beyond their forte. 
absolutely. If they can't even put themselves in there to do heel hooks, why are they going to put themselves in something even crazier, like a tag team match where somebody could just mm-hmm. take their back? You're in on so, tag team matches, though. Would you? Uh, do you have somebody you'd be like, I know who my partner's going to be, Jordan? Do I? Hmm. That's a good question. I don't know. Not right offhand, I don't. Um, Doesn't even no. have a single as, as, friend, Raft. You hear that? <laughs> Tough time yeah, over yeah, in the Pitesman residence. <laughs> <laughs> I feel really sad because there's probably one person listening to this on Jordan's side being like, I hope he names me. <laughs> no, Jordan, I thought you would name me. Fuck you, so. Derek Flagg. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> all people. Yeah, that no, kind of I'd, checks out, though. I'd, I'd team up with him. I'd team up with him. Well, oh, yeah, begrudgingly. It's not the Why first person off your name. It just sounds no. like you just, you had time to think about it, and you're like, I guess, Derek, whatever. Fuck him. I hate oh, him. But, no, I mean. At first, I thought I was going to try to come up with, like, a, like a, you know, somebody that everybody on the show had heard of or something, but nothing sure. really came to mind. I'll pick Jeremy Stevens, you know. He's, you know we're, we're great friends. That'd be, home. Which <laughs> we believe you. Stop saying that. We know. We know. <laughs> Hey, I just I got a I got a match up to the Neil Magny. Well, Kevin has never been invited into Neil Magny's home. That <laughs> I, I, already, I already won then. I already won. Oh, for <laughs> sure. <laughs> Neil's sure. like we keep a safe distance. And if you were like, you remember rolling with Kevin Phillips, you'd be like, who? I do I not. Mean, I mean, I, I watched I watched the Cubs win the World Series with Jeremy Stevens, and he's a he's a Cubs fan. So I mean, I, that's you know, like I'm, I'm just gonna keep, I'm gonna keep so finding things as we continue. Weirdly specific but. in such a very strange way of being like. <laughs> I remember I saw the Challenger explode over at who was it? It was actually Hickson's house. Yeah, we just happened to be there, and there was a secret fight that happened there too. No big deal. Um, Kev, this is about the time when we tell the guests that there's usually a bet. So we all do jujitsu. You're a promoter, which means you don't have jujitsu money. And I think it's important that we go over some of the types of bets that have happened in the past. So, Kev, would you mind saying a few? Sure. I currently am in the works of writing Shock Knife, a uh, new hit marriage series that I have to pitch to Eli Knight and Raph on the grappling hour, but it's getting pretty close to ready. There is some shirt exchanges. There are some social media post promises, um, including famously John Evans and I both had to dress like Uriah Faber and make it our profile picture for a week. I, I did notice that. I found that when I was kind of looking at your profile. Oh, cool. As Raph pointed out, I couldn't even be bothered to look in the right <laughs> perspective, but I feel like I've grown quite a bit since then. So those kind of things. Wait, you still remember Ooh. that comment that I threw at you six years ago? <laughs> yeah, I wish I could store something like algebra or, you know, really helpful laws in this country or that I had called Jordan's fight, but no, I still have an insult from you six years ago. Just right yeah, here, right here at top of mind. I just want to point out, I wish it was a better insult. Like if that, like you're taking my sea level <laughs> material as part of the memory bank. I'm just sad about that. Well, weed's a hell of a drug, Raph. You never know what's going to scramble up here. <laughs> <laughs> so Jordan, here's the question we always like to ask people. And it's very important without saying what it is. If you do have one, do you have a bet just off the top of your head that you'd like to do with Kevin? Yes, I will. Okay. I will. Okay. Excellent. So hold that thought. We're going to come back, swing around it. Uh, here's where we are. It's a lightweight bout between Mark return of the Madsen and Austin Hubbard. Jordan, you got 15 seconds. Go. I've got the undefeated, bald-headed Olympian, Mark Madsen, in this one. 
All right. Kev, what do you got on this one? I don't know why he had to go with the bald-headed, but I did notice. So this one's difficult because we're talking about an abs-on-abs matchup. Everybody's coming into this thing tight. I am going to have to go with the much taller 5'10 Hubbard. Um, because it's the thing with Neil Magny and I, we just go with people that are taller. It's not a thing yeah, we like necessarily do, but just another example. I'm, lo- I'm looking here. It looks like Mark Madsen's 5'10". Oh, I have 5'8". Oh, okay. Wikipedia's lying to me. Well, ESP or that's, ESPN that's, that's couldn't be problem. bothered. It was like, fuck off. We're not going to find their uh, heights. He looks 5'8". <laughs> well, Jordan, how tall are you? Uh, 5'11". Kevin's got you beat there. That's not good. Kevin says, yeah, well, he's skinny, too. A good, yeah. a good Iowa wind will get Jordan Pintzman off the highway. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we go to a welterweight bout. It is between Alex Oliveira and Max Griffin. Kevin, who is winning? Ooh. Oh, man, Max Griffin. Coolest name, right? Like uh, This one's easy for me. When I hear someone like Max Griffin, I feel a certain je ne sais quoi. Mm-hmm. Taking the orthodox fighter... 5'11", 170 pounds with one reach. Kev, just point of order. What does je ne sais quoi mean? Oh, fuck. Uh, oh. Alexa, what does je ne sais quoi mean? <laughs> no, not this, Alexa. God damn it. No, you turn on mine. Oh. Listen, Jordan, <laughs> what are you saying as the definitive word on this bout? Alex or Max, go. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and take Alex in this one. It looks like Max has not won consecutive fights since like 20. 20- 15, so I don't even know why he's in the UFC. So I'm going to go ahead and take uh, Alex Oliveira in this one. Kev, point of order again. Is he getting a little too harsh for people here he's now? certainly getting a little feisty. I mean, he's going to know how I feel with some of the heat he's throwing at these fighters. It's like, <laughs> as nervous as I am, he's going to heel hug me. It's like Max Griffin's going to walk into his well, gym one day. I heard I'm a flip of the coin, bitch. <laughs> well, hold on, hold on. Uh, Jordan, uh, put your, your earmuffs on real quick. This is just a private conversation with me and Kev. Uh, of, Kev of course, I'm not listening. Kev, point of order, though, like, is this how he treats some of the athletes on Subspectrum? <laughs> I don't think so. He seems to, maybe the mustache brings out the zeal. So we'll see. Like, like he shaves I get it, it, dude. I know that he was canvassing for Andrew Yang. So, like, I know Yang! people give bucks people a week. money. Love that guy. But the hard part here is, Kev, I just feel like if you don't see a grappler on subspectrum again, it's probably because behind the scenes, he's like Dana White. It's like one loss. You're fucking out. You're right. You can't win two in a fucking row. <laughs> this is Iowa. No more, more often than not, it's been winners that I didn't bring back because they were boring as shit. That's good. That's the policy we actually like. A lot. Yeah. If I, if I have to write, if I have to write a check and hand it over to somebody that didn't do shit on a night, like I'm do probably you, not bringing that person back. Do you gladiator it? And just put the thumb down. You're like, no, <laughs> yep. No, nope, you're not getting the payment. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Everybody gets paid regardless. You definitely pay him, but he's like, uh, will I be back? Thumbs down. Probably. I don't know. About learn that how thing. to I'm... learn how to Gramby roll. Guys. I don't know about this whole paying every athlete thing. I think it's grossly overstated. You know, (laughs) our forefathers in grappling did not pay their athletes so that you could have a respectable business, Jordan. In capitalism, there are winners and there are losers. (laughs) Oh, shit. What the fuck was that? Okay, well, let's continue on. Apparently, my phone was not enjoying the capitalism talk. All right. Uh, We're going to a middleweight bout. The NSA. 
<laughs> Verbal Tap Legal much. will not say anything. I can see him right now. He's like, don't mention NSA again. <laughs> so it's a middleweight bout between Gerald Meerkat and Darone Wynn? That's an incomplete sentence. Darone Wynn what? <laughs> I love Meerkat. Who's up? I Here think we go. It. Jordan. Jordan. I think Darone win because Gerald's going to mirror shard his pants. Uh-oh. <laughs> All right. Somebody's, somebody's hopped aboard the pun train, I see. Kev, what do you hopped got? Hopped aboard. <laughs> Call a flower, Raph. Call a flower. He's, the lo- he's driving the I pun know, train. I know. God dang it was just a, a chance to cuss. <laughs> I am definitely going with Mearsharded because when your name is that, you are pissed off all the good damn time. Actually, I have to tell you this right now. Mearshart is way funnier than my pun. I look at this name again and I'm I'm in awe because it's actually what the name spells. So I, I have an appreciation for that. Gents, um, I'm afraid I have to step off. Yeah, actually, Raph, I do, I, the light is blinking. You know yeah. I have to kick you off for a minute. But Jordan, I, I you can import- stay, but I have to get Raph off for a second. I think it's really important that you guys know that you'll have 30 seconds on these picks because I'm not sure whoever's coming on will give you that information before you go. So Yeah, anyway. we will have to pick. But before that, Raph, I'm going to go ahead and just uh, mute you real quick and bring on the people's interviewing champion, the one quester for the gay Jesus himself, Yoel Romero. Yoel! Yo, hi, everybody! It's me, Yoel Romero! Been a while since we've seen you fight. How are the steroids? See? Everything See, good? Very good, very good steroids. Are they hidden this time? Are we going to oh, get past the, you yes, know? Yes, they are. So wink <laughs> at you. How'd you do it? Did you get uh, Lance... Armstrong's guy? I almost said Lance Bass, and that would have really set you off. Lance Bass also used the steroids. He's very nice. Uh, Jordan. What? He gay for Jesus, and that okay? Well, none of us are gay for Jesus on this particular podcast, though I know many of our listeners are. Jordan, this is Yoel Romero. Where are you at on uh, fighters that enjoy a little steroid boost, Jordan? You good with it? Um, I mean, are we talking in... Uh, well, in, you know, you're talking MMA. I'm talking to Yoel right now. I'm just curious if you were uh, gonna just talk smack to his face, or if we you were go gonna... <laughs> waste my time. I go all the way here. I wake up right now, friend. Wake up from what? What do you, what do you think, wake... fool? Okay, uh, a steroid nap is that a thing? Little little exam. One story. Will you take steroid nap? <laughs> Sometimes you wake up a week later. Oh, that's not a fun story. That's how that's how people describe addiction. Yoel, you gonna win this fight or is this just a money grab at the right time? See, yeah, no, I win. I think. You win, you think? Yeah, yeah, def. I def win. I think. Okay. Anything we can expect deeply political in your uh, post presser? What well, you're gonna get talked to whether you win or lose? You've earned that. Uh, any idea? You know, I've been thinking a lot about, like, the coronavirus. Mm-hmm. And, like, I don't understand why we know, like, the beer. Uh, well, that's hard to quantify, but this is kind of like the opposite position of when Yang wore the math pen. This is kind of just uh, all I hear is white sirens. Any predictions for the fight? 
One third of Americans actually believe coronavirus comes from Corona. So Yoel kind of know what he talk about. Well, discount Corona is all I hear at the local bar. Uh, Jordan, any final questions for the champion? Because his I have to go back to my steroid nap light is also going D. Just, Just fucking go back to your nap, man. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I know all my MMA friends. I sleep on their couch and watch the Cubs. Oh. <laughs> you will never sleep on your old couch. I promise you. Anyway, I go now. I love you. I love you. I love you too, Yoel. I, Why uh... are you Asian? Very different. Yeah, I don't anyway, know what I was doing there. <laughs> I would say I love you, but I don't want to cross any of your boundaries. I know you can be about masculine love. <laughs> Good old fashioned. Yoel, I'll uh, over the pants hand job you later. You have a, you have a great evening. I see you later, Kev. Okay, bye. Oh, verbal tap fans, the one, the only <laughs> Yoel Romero. We'll uh, we'll speak. We kept it being Asian for a second, and <laughs> there was a lot that was on the line there. Anyway, kids, I'm putting thirty seconds on the clock, and I'm going to give Kev the opportunity to go first. Who is winning this thing? Izzy Adesanya or Joel? Go. I am very simply going to remind everyone that Israel Adesanya did an effing breakdance routine that would have been featured on America's Top Dance Crew, a show they should bring back and have never sure. canceled because it's one of the greatest things that ever happened to television. And I'm ready to see what he's going to do this time. He honestly might just <laughs> tightrope in like Lady Gaga, and I'm here for it. I want to see what an aerialist would do. Israel Adesanya is my choice, and I love Yoel Romero as a fighter, but I think this was just a, uh, yeah, let's give Yoel a check. Okay. Uh, what do you got for us here, Jordan? I'm taking Israel on this one as well. I think all he's got to do is write that death note, and from there it's over. Wait, what's a death? What, is, what does he do? Anime. Oh, man, you guys don't know. So before his fight against uh, uh, Robert Whitaker. He he did a little anime uh, deal before we pulled out you know faked out, pulled out a fake notepad from his pocket wrote the death note uh, it's from an old anime and then uh, from there it was over. Are you a big fan of anime? I am not actually. My brother is, but because uh, I, I actually had to cross reference what was happening in the fight to my brother and try <laughs> to figure out what the hell was going on because I, I knew it was anime related, but I just didn't have the the background knowledge to know exactly what it was. Because I have seen your uh, leopard print shorts online, but I didn't see any yes. like cosplay things, which would line up more with the anime thing. So I just assumed you were more of a, uh, you know, a provocateur. I am indeed. Those are my Teddy's trousers. Those are my favorite shorts ever. <laughs> he Raph is showing way too much junk for Facebook. I'll just say it. It's right mm. there. It's like we're playing nutball and it's jackass all over again. Did I don't think it's po- I don't think it's possible for me to have too much junk. I, I just I just <laughs> simply I simply don't. <laughs> it's a great hot tub photo, but again, I'm just upset about his abs. So I'm back, Raph. Oh, you got the hot tub one. Nice. <laughs> I, well, I didn't. There's a, there's you got the hot tub one. You don't make it sound like I had to pay for these. This was not behind a firewall. This was just was, a good Jordan you, 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 search. Uh, you subscribed to my OnlyFans, so I'm pretty <laughs> sure you paid something to get these photos. I am glad that you're saying things like, well, did you get the 8x10 glossy or did you get the wallet size? Because we do have those for you as well. 
This um, one's signed by Jeremy Stevens. Holy shit. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Do you appreciate how jealous Yoel got about you sleeping out of the people's houses, though? It was very strange. Um, gents, we've come to the point where we need to day, uh, say some tiebreakers. Because, it, I mean, you guys picked a couple that are similar here. So the way it comes down to is performances of the night they give out to and one fight of the night. So why don't we go ahead and start with Jordan? Who would be the two performances of the night? On your opinion. All right. Performances of the night. I'm going to give to Sean O'Malley and Israel Adesanya. O'Malley. Okay. And then what is going to be the fight of the night? Oh, sorry. Fight of the night, I think, is going to be between. Let's go ahead and pick that uh, that Mearshart versus Daron Wynn. Okay. Versus Wynn. I, th- I think that's going to be a good uh, wrestling versus jujitsu. I think there could be a lot of really great grappling exchanges in that one. Excellent. So we've got O'Malley and Izzy, and then fight of the night, Mearshart versus Win. Kev, what do you have for us? Performance of the night, one. I'm putting Madsen. I'm doing a little hedging. Mm-hmm. Uh, performance of the night, two, Vieira. Performance of the uh, fight of the night is definitely going to be Adesanya Romero. Because I can see a world where Romero's just walking around like a pinata, and Adesanya's just hitting him, hitting him, hitting him. It's exciting. And then candy bursts everywhere. But before that, it's going to be a great fight. Okay. Jordan, you have to understand. There is a microphone near your mouth. Yeah, I apologize. Okay. (laughs) I like the problem that happens on a show like this is that someone is listening to this on their drive or with headphones. Our full Brian Callen moment to bring that through. We now know who our shop is. Yes. Thank you. Oh, thank God. But I just want to make sure I gave you the opportunity to save a little face before somebody goes, is that the front part or the back part? I, I always assume it's the front part. But. I think so. I think it's important to note that. The internet is never kind. All right, Jordan. I asked you earlier if you had a bet in mind. We've done all the things. What was that bet that you had in mind? All right. Uh, so it's the, the loser has to do this thing, correct? Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, a 500 milligram edible. Let me see if I can clear that. Holy, with first of all, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. If I had to flip a coin here, I'd have been like, I don't want to kill him. <laughs> and it can't just be that. Are you agreeing that you could handle said bet, Jordan? I am. Okay. Then Raph couldn't agree more. A 500 milligrammer followed by a little 45 second endorsement of the other person. So you have to wait an hour and then give us your thoughts. Okay, perfect, perfect. I'm down for that. Oh, hold on here. <laughs> Jordan, in the history of this show, there has been never a guest that has more easily walked into Kevin's forte. Kev probably did a 250-gram <laughs> milligram in the past 20 minutes. Well, I had to get ready for the show, Raph. I was Thank sure. you. <laughs> okay. I, wasn't, I wasn't feeling quite ready to talk smack on a, on a fellow Iowan, because Kansas is just Iowa South, whatever people right. want to tell each other. Nebraska, Iowa, Kansas, and Oklahoma. If, North? Oklahoma, if Missouri didn't suck, it would also be super hard to identify in there, but you can always tell when you're in Missouri. All of a sudden, there's no more roads, and it's like, is it 1865 again? This is easy. This is a great one, though I do presume that will use all of the weed they have in Iowa. That is not true. Oh, 
<laughs> I that might in... that might use all the weed that's on my desk. <laughs> and sleep on Des Moines. <laughs> well, you and I'll talk because, as I said before, it's like uh, I will not be in charge for sedating Jordan Peitzman. But <laughs> it's a fucking weed off. I've never. This is in, I've never seen this happen on the show. This is incredible. So, super quick sidebar, funny note. I had a friend that yeah. thought. She, so she was reading my package. She goes, "Oh, this is a thousand milligrams." I was like, "In the whole bar, it's like a hundred square." And she heard 10 a square because that's like what the rec side is. Oh, Pop, no. Popped it in and I was like, do you know what you just no. took? I was like, that was 100 milligrams. She's like, it doesn't even taste like it. I was like, that was 100 milligrams. Got a call an hour later just in her bathtub in a cold bath, fully clothed, <laughs> trying to rethink <laughs> her life choices and drinking a three-gallon thing of iced tea. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why edibles were made, children, for stories like this. God bless the people who made She's that. Fine. Like, She's fine. She's <laughs> fine. Thanks, Ken. <laughs> She's fine. And that lady grew to be Marie Antoinette. And you know what? That's how it happened. <laughs> she said that looked like, okay, I better get a lift. So, hey, Jordan, let me tell you how this works. It's pretty easy. Uh, what we do is we take the week to watch and then uh, we'd love for you to come back next week uh, to discuss the fights with us. Would you be interested in doing that? Absolutely. Absolutely. Beautiful. Okay. So here's what we need to do because you've got too much stuff to plug. I'm just going to give you the floor. Say what people need to remember and where they can find you in all of that good junk. Yeah, so upcoming event coming on May 23rd here in Des Moines. We're doing the Iowa Dual Team Jiu-Jitsu Championships. We're doing a women's 145-pound championship. We've got feature matches, wrestling matches. We're going to put on hip-hop acts, everything. We've got an amateur tournament. So head over to subspectrumbjj.com. Check out all that stuff on there. Follow me on Instagram, Facebook, whatever it is. Jordan Jitsu, Jordan Peitzman, Subspectrum, Cauliflower. Uh, You can find us on all of those different uh, outlets. And uh, thank you guys for listening. No problem. And will the... Hip hop acts also participate in the jujitsu. Uh, they actually uh, is, is maybe not the jujitsu. There might be a hip hop act that participates in a wrestling match. Uh, I have a good buddy of mine who's a, a very good wrestler. Uh, actually, won an NAI national championship, and uh, he is now a hip hop artist as well. So I would like to get him involved uh, in two different facets in the event. I say get the best bang for your buck. Make it happen, dude. Absolutely, uh, Kev. Do you have any departing words this week for Jordan, your opponent? Jordan, you are just a lovely human being to uh, chat some grappling and MMA with, and we wish you the best of luck in finding that really elusive duo grappling partner. You never know. Maybe it's you and I. You're going to have to carry that load, but maybe it's us. Maybe it's Raph. We don't. Well, there's plenty of time. We'll figure yeah, let's it out. do it, man. Let's do it, man. Jump on I-80 and get out here. <laughs> yep, and, and that's he where he was, lost. As it starts yeah. snowing, <laughs> like, uh, okay, yeah, about that. <laughs> it was the the nicest if could, invite. If you could if you could skip Nebraska, it wouldn't be so bad. Oh, if that mm. might be the name of my memoir, if I could skip Nebraska. <laughs> <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, our thanks to one Jordan Pice. you have dialed has been changed. The new number is
Please note, the new number is...